Hi, welcome to the Light Plus A podcast with your host, Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Light Plus Up is a podcast that focuses on making your life better through focusing on the three core components of life, personal, financial, and career. In every episode, we'll be bringing some positive, inspiring news, programs to improve personal finance, professional skills to advance your career, and your resources for better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform, such as Spotify, Anchor, Google, iTunes, and much more. To receive the newest episode, please follow and subscribe through your platform. At the end of every episode, I will answer some of the mailbag questions from our listeners. To submit your question, please email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or through the voice link in our show note. Now, let's have a great show. for tuning in to Life Plus Up by Kevin Yang, Episode 2, Make Every Penny Counts, Part 2. First, I would like to thank all the listeners who have followed and subscribed to our podcast. Your encouragement and support definitely provide us the motivations and help us to improve our content. I have quite a few mailbag questions from the previous episode, and I promise to answer as much as I can. Remember, if you found this podcast informative and helpful, Please give us a 5-star rating on iTunes or whatever platform that you're currently hearing this on. You will really help. Now, let's start with some positive news around the world. Today's news is brought by BBC.com. Being able to be like a Disney princess in the prom or bowl have been many girls' dream. However, for Chloe Russell of Lincolnshire, the dream of being a princess in the summer bowl of school have become more challenging than others could expect. At age of 14, Chloe was diagnosed with neurofibromatosis type 1, which resulted in learning disability and severe visual impairment. Due to her condition, she underwent a dozen brain operations in just the past 12 months. With with nearly missing the whole year of school, Chloe was too ill to miss both the cadets and long-anticipated summer bowl. As a warrior who has fought for her life over and over again, while upset and disappointed, Chloe was determined to turn something bad into something good. For many years, Chloe and her family have been a support to Brain Tumor Charity and assist others who are experiencing the same thing what Chloe and her family are going through. While she missed the long-anticipated Summer Bowl, Chloe decided to organize a gala in aid of Brain Tumor Charity. Without getting emotional, she's immense. I learn from her every day. She's absolutely amazing. It's been a tough year without a shadow of doubt, said Peter Russell, Chloe's father. Chloe's mother, Paula, added, she's a breath of fresh air. She's the reason I get up in the morning. She got such a big heart. The teenager said she was very excited and was counting down the days until the black tie bowl, which is due to be held on Saturday in Newark. It means a lot because now I am better and just got something to look forward to. I can enjoy it. So hopefully we are on the road now, hopefully being good for a very long time. Thank you, Chloe, for showing all of us what true power is and being the beacon of light for so many families out there. At Light Plus Up, we sincerely wish a fantastic time in the upcoming bowl. And now, let's take a short break to hear a message from our sponsor. Welcome back. 
Now let's dive into our main segment, Make Every Penny Counts, Part 2. Before we start, let's do a quick recap to bring everyone up to date. In our previous episode, we have introduced a six-step system to help all the listeners in mastering the fundamental of budgeting. The purpose of the budgeting system is to help all the listeners out there to achieve their personal and financial goals. The six-step system of Make Every Penny Counts are 1. How to set goals 2. Where are the money going? 3. How to create your saving and spending plan 4. How to pay off debt 5. Life happens, what now? 6. What are your next steps? In the previous episode, we have discussed the first two steps, how to set goals and where are the money going. For any listener who haven't get the chance to listen to the previous episode, please pause the podcast now and take the time to finish the first episode as the following contents are closely related and in sequence. If you have listened to the previous episode, great! I will take it that you have met your 10 years, 3 years, or even the 1 year future self, which represents your long-term, mid-term, and short-term goal. I hope you like how you look and get the chance to write them down as those goals are the key to be successful in your core components of life, which are personal, financial, and career. After setting goals, we have further discussed about examining where are your money going. Did you use the daily habit worksheet attached to the show note? Does your daily habit surprise you? Will cut your daily costs in half help you to get closer to your financial goals? Alright, now we have got through the first two steps together. It's time to create a saving and spending plan. Setting up a financial plan is like writing your very own story to achieve your financial goal. Like any writer will tell you, a successful story takes planning, tracking, and constant adjusting as life happens. If really one simplify what a saving and spending plan is, it's just a list of all the money that are coming in and all the money that are going out. Now, let's review some fundamentals about a financial plan. For starter, income are all the money that are coming in consistently. The key word is consistently. Your typical income will be your salary, cash flow from your business, payments from the loan that you lend or a legal judgment for some, that can even be your allowance from your parents or spouse. What don't you include as your income? The occasional $5 from your grandma? The money you found in your old jeans? Or even the $2 winning lottery ticket after missing 100 times? Those are not incomes. Now, calculating income is generally easier than naming your outcome. Unless you have a business, which can be a bit complicated, and we will discuss that in the future episodes. Now for outcome or expenses, typically there are several categories. Fixed expense, variable expense, periodic expense, debts, and savings. Yes, savings. Now let's go with the first one. Fixed expenses are any expenses that remain constant from month after month. Your rent, mortgage payment, cable bill, car payment, or the monthly allowance that you have negotiated with your kids. Now, variable expenses are any expenses that are varied from month after month, such as your electricity bill, gas bill, or even your cell phone bill, depending on the plans. You may also include the cost of medication, groceries, or even your MVA 2K or your Fortnite V-Bucks. Now, 
Periodic expenses are expenses that came from time to time out throughout the year. Expenses as your insurance payment, car registration, Christmas gifts, or even your Yankee season tickets. Now, debts are liability that you are paying down on a monthly basis. People often confuse them as a fixed expense, but in reality, your debt is like credit cards may fluctuate throughout the year. Savings, yes, savings are also considered as an outcome as you are taking part of your income and set aside for it. Honestly, one of the most important habits is to always consider your saving as an outcome, then set that outcome on top of all your priority list. Remember, before anyone, you should always pay yourself first. Now, savings normally fall into three categories. One, save for emergency. Two, save for periodic expenses. Three, save for your goals. Save for emergency, we heard that all the time. But how much is the right amount? Everyone is different, but most financial experts will agree that three to six months of your income is a great start. Such amount is not something that you can accomplish in a short time. However, if you set a goal and divide it over three to five years, then emergency goal of three to six months will not sound as scary as it originally did. Keep in mind, you should always focus on emergency fund before any other financial goals. Save for periodic expenses can often be the trickiest since the periodic expenses do not appear each month. You have to plan for them way ahead. If you know that your $350 car registration is coming up in three months, instead of paying for it at the time with your monthly income and significantly affect your lifestyle, you will be much easier divided into three payments to your saving fund in spread of three months, right? Now, save for your goal is as simple as it sounds, but can be more complicated if you don't follow the SMART goal setting method that was discussed in the previous episode. Once again, I strongly recommend that if you should always take your emergency fund as your number one goal prior to others such as your long-term goals. Saving for your long-term goals as a retirement can be accomplished by saving through various investment methods. The main types of investments are stock, bonds, and mutual funds. Stock is a part of a share of a company. If the company value goes up, your share of stock increase. Vice versa, if company's value decrease, your value goes down with it. The advantage of investing in stocks, including higher potential return over time than most saving rates offered by the banks or historically outpace inflation. Imagine if you helped Steve Jobs in starting up Apple by providing 50% of the startup fund and owns half of the company when he was still in the garage, then you will not be listening to my podcast. Now, bonds are loans that you lend to companies or even government. It's like the IOU that IRS was given at one time, but with interest and get the face value of maturity. In basic terms, you lend money to your friend Billy to start his business. You don't want to be the owner, but you have confidence that he will be able to pay you back on top of the interest he agrees to. Now, mutual fund is basically a pool of money invested in combination of stocks and bonds managed by a professional. Each fund is managed toward a particular objective or goal. In basic analogy, you're not sure what cereal is best for your family, so you decide to buy a variety of packs that consist of different brands and flavor, but focus on certain health goals, and that can be mutual funds in a nutshell. Now, 
as we review different categories of income and outcome or expenses, let's put a plan together. There are many resources that can help you to set up your own plan. It can be as easy as using the traditional budget worksheet from consumer.gov, which the download link is attached to the show note. Throughout our podcast, you will find me highlighting consumer.gov many times as there are many educational materials to enhance your financial literacy. For some of the listeners who are more comfortable using technology, there are many applications to help you with that. One of the most popular budget app is Mint by Intuit. It's free and you further categorize your expenses automatically and compatible to your other Intuit applications such as QuickBook, TurboTax. Remember, you're in full control with the plan, so whatever you choose, as long as it works for you. Now, after you have recorded all your spending in the right category, let's record them and see if you end up with a deficit or surplus. If you have a deficit, then you know you need to adjust your plan by either increase your income or decrease some of your expenses. If you have a surplus, then you know that you are not aggressive enough on saving toward your own goal. So you should start paying yourself first. Remember, the ultimate goal of your plan should be perfectly balanced with a big zero at the end. Remember, your plan should always be just as easy as planning, tracking, and adjusting. For many listeners, you may be surprised to find that you barely break even or maybe even in deficit. One of the most effective and critical ways to reduce your monthly expenses is the step four, paying off debt. Paying out debt, it sounds much easier than it is. To pay out debt, First, we have to understand what debt is. Debt is also known as credit, which came from the Latin word trust. Basically means that someone trusts someone to pay them back for the money loan. Just like savings for emergency, paying off debt should always be one of the top priorities in master fundamental of budgeting. I recommend following the five keys of paying off debt to position yourself on the way of debt free. The five key points of paying off debts are 1. Stop occurring new debt. It sounds much easier than practice. For many of us, which there are just no way to pay off everything no matter how hard we try. In situations like these, you just have to be very careful on how you allocate your funds so you will not be ending up in a situation of needing additional credit. The key is to list all your debts in order of importance and pay them accordingly. Once you take care of the big stuff, you'll find yourself much easier to resist utilizing your credit to satisfy minor and leisure activities like Fortnite. Now, two, snowball method. Snowball method is a strategy of paying out debt by focusing on smallest debt first while paying the minimum on larger ones. Once you have successfully paid off the smallest debt, roll over the payments to the next smallest one and to speed up the process in eliminating that one. By seeing your debt being eliminated one by one, it creates momentum and provides encouragement as you begin to see yourself eliminating your debt in a timely and efficient method. 3. Understanding the effect of interest rate and minimum payments. Based on the Wallet Hub Landscape Report, the current national average interest rate on credit card are 19.24%. Wow, that's really high. In a simple example, if you own $10,000 credit card with 19% interest rate with a minimum payment of $200, dollars 
it will take you eight years, four months with total interest paid of $9,971. Crazy, right? You pay almost double of your balance in just interest. Now, imagine that some of your cards are over 19%. What do you do then? Now, with the same scenario, if you could just pay additional $100 a month, which make a total of $300, you can knock it out of park in four years with total interest of $5,642, almost half just by adding a little bit more contribution. Now, four, contact your creditors. You'll be surprised what a phone call can do. Most creditors have programs to assist their borrowers in getting themselves back on their feet. Take 30 minutes a day to call of your credit cards may save you hundreds on your interest rate or even convert into a payback option that stop you from accruing new balances on your existing line. 5. Refinance or Consolidation Loans There are many reputable banks that are offering debt consolidation loans to assist people in cleaning up their high-rate credit cards. Keep in mind, they are not the ones that are currently overflowing your mailbox. The offer you are receiving in the mails are generally more harmful than help. If you would like to explore debt consolidation loan, I will advise you to inquire with your current bank, such as HSBC with their 5.99% starting personal loan. Many of the credit card companies also offer 0% balance transfer, which normally have a processing fee between 1-5%. to These are options for you to eliminate your debt much faster by greatly reducing your interest rate. Now, a very last tipping point, do not use the payoff card while you're rebuilding. The biggest common mistake after conducting a balance transfer or obtaining a debt consolidation loan is to go back and using those payoff counts right after the transfer. Remember, these are not free money. If you go back on using the payoff cards while you still have a consolidated loan, you're just making your situation much worse. Now, we have completed the fourth steps of make every penny count. It's time to prepare when life happens. Step five, life happens, what now? It's a mental and financial preparation for what surprises that life can bring to us. In a research from Federal Reserve, four in 10 Americans have less than $400 in saving. Only 39% of Americans have $1,000 for car repair in case of your primary vehicle broke down. Life do happen. Your furnace might break, your car may break, and even your health may take a toll. Are you financially and mentally prepared for those situations? For more information about the research, please click on the link attached to the show note. But sometimes, the good thing in life are the ones that can bring us down financially, such as getting married, having a kid that wasn't planned, your kid just got into the top private college in US without any scholarship, or simply your new home and all the unexpected fee that comes with, like your landscaper. Being able to have a spending plan set up for those scenarios prepare you mentally and financially. So back to our previous topic, saving for emergency should always be number one goal in building an effective budget plan. Now the very last step, step number six for making every penny counts, is what is your next step? You just set through two episodes of podcasts to master the fundamental of budget. What are you going to do? Remember, your goal what do you need to do in the next year to prepare for the three years checkpoint and set the foundation for your 10 years plan? 
for anyone that is eager to start taking control of the financial life. See the show notes for the simple action plan to hold yourself accountable. Take the time to commit to the goals with your family and on this journey together. Now with a quick recap, the six steps of making every penny counts. Step one, set up the goal. Step two, where are the money going? Step three, creating a saving and spending plan. Step four, how to pay off debt. Step five, life happens, what now? Step six, what are your next steps? If you can adapt the six step system, congratulations. You have mastered the fundamental of budgeting. So, like I promised, I would like to answer some mailbag question from a previous episode. So question number one from one of the listeners. I have an inconsistent habit of budgeting. I know for sure that I never overspend what I have, but I always give it into my extra activity because I know I'm able to. Sometimes I spend more in one month, but I try to make up in savings into the next month. Is that okay? Oh well, so this is really coming down to what is comfortable for you. What my advice will be is, why not make the extra activity into a column of your savings that instead of trying to go ahead and make it back the next month, you can start contributing to it, that you have an extra fund for you to go ahead and have the flexibility to use if you need to. Remember, you pay yourself first. As long as that you use the list of importance, pay off the big step, and then the smaller stuff, that's your flexibility. Because you want to have some breathing room for you to go ahead and be ready when life happens, right? Okay, so the next question is, what are the savings used for aside from retirement? Oh, I can really go back to the content that I was talking about earlier in the saving category. So I would strongly suggest, just to rewind it back, savings is really just an outcome. Normally you save money for retirement, you save money for your goals, and you save money for emergency which is the number one thing that you should do. All right. So if you would like to submit your own question, please email podcastlightplusup at gmail.com or use the voice link in our show notes. As we have concluded our episode today, I would like to remind everyone that this podcast is dedicated for you. We want to help you to achieve success in the core components of life, which are personal, financial, and career. If you do find this podcast helpful and informative, please leave a five-star rating on iTunes and share with your friends. It will really help and means a lot. Like I always said, success without fun never lasts, and fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a successful and fun journey together. I will see you all next Wednesday at Life Plus Up podcast with your host, Kevin Yang.